You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more about this show and my other show, Enthusiasts, plus to get the latest interviews, K-pop news, album reviews, and so much more, subscribe to the show's free newsletter at 17karatkpop.substack.com. Enjoy the show! Hello, everybody! Welcome back to 17 Karat K-pop, the massive BTS 10-year anniversary special. Part of it. The rest of it will be written up. I have a cool August D essay, a big D-Day deep dive that took some weird unexpected twists. I did not end with the thesis I started with, so that's coming this week as well as kind of a written version of part of what I'm going to talk about today, plus just a compilation or reminder of my past BTS-themed episodes of the show, because there are so many. And I will link to some as well in the episode description. So to not miss that stuff, go to 17karatkpop.substack.com. And I'll make sure those are all free posts, so just sign up for the free newsletter to not miss that stuff in your inbox later this week. I really agonized over what to do for this big anniversary. So many different ideas for how to structure this episode, so many memories. Literally, I could talk for like a week straight if that was humanly possible about all things BTS. So I decided to try to kind of condense my thoughts and make them still enjoyable, not just one long rant, with the ABCs. I have to do it in a couple different ways because there is just so much to get to. So first up, the ABCs of BTS when it comes to fandom lingo. Words that just have special meaning to you if you're a fan. They just take on a new significance or they're overtly just in fandom jokes, stuff like that. So the key words that resonate if you're an ARMY. That I will do first, then the other versions. So... And let me know what you think about what you would change, because trust me, I had a ton of backups. I thought of so many for every round of the ABCs here. Okay, enough babbling. Let's go. ABCs of being a BTS fan. A has to be for ARMY. B is for Borahe or Boat Analogy, or BT21. C is for Cypher or Cameo. I'm particularly thinking of how there's the fighting behind the scenes in Augusty's Dejuta video. D is for Downy or Dad Jokes. E is for Ending Mens. I know that's not BTS specific, but that phrase is very loaded with a lot of just good BTS related memories popping up when you think about it. F is for Festa, of course. G is for GCFs. H is for hide-and-seek in other games they played, like with Ashton Kutcher, that was truly iconic. Not a huge fan of The Late Late Show, but that segment, A+, rewatch-worthy. I is for In the Soup. J, John Cena. K, Claws, the company. L, the Love Yourself campaign. Or Lightsticks or Letterman Jackets. But both of those two are not always BTS-specific. M, Mr. Handsome or Mr. Bang or Magic Shop, N, Nam Juning, as a verb, or Noodle Incident, O, Omelas, or Open Doors, P, Purple, or Pebbles, Q, I'm just going to say sheer quantity and quality of their work. Cut me some slack on that letter. R is for Run BTS, S is for Smeraldo, or Seven, or Speak Yourself, or Seesaw Moment, or Shadows, there's so much. Seesaw moment is probably the one that I smile about the most. T is for trains, time loop, or tiny tan. U is for use me. The use me, treat me as a vessel for your emotional needs, RM speech. V is for these catchphrases, like Borahe, 
I also said vacations in quotes. If you want to put a caveat on any going on vacation phrase for any artist, it should be BTS. W, whales or weavers. X, Xbox for that cool partnership they did to promote bad decisions with bad decisions the single, not promoting just the concept, with this custom Xbox controller look. Plus Fast X, the Fast and the Furious 10 soundtrack. Why is for Yoongi? I guess I could say Yoongi Seesaw moment there too. And YouTube, because YouTube has just been a huge contributor to just the Hallyu wave entirely. And BTS is obviously a huge leader in that. And Z, zero o'clock. What would be your personal alphabet? What words or phrases bring back the best memories or sum up what it's like to be ARMY the most for you? Feel free to let me know. Remember, there's a comment box directly in the episode if Spotify is where you're listening. All right, next round of ABCs, let's talk about their songs. Please understand that when I say one song's better than the other, I'm trying to just be super objective. So these are not my personal picks. I'm saying one is better than the other if I objectively insist that is the case. And remember that just because I say one is better does not mean I'm dissing the other one. Just know I love all these songs. So this was the most agonizing to choose. And I may go back on my word for some of these eventually. But I tried really, really hard to objectively determine out of solos and group songs which BTS song for each letter of the alphabet is the best song. A. Am I wrong? Some great social commentary in there, biting lyrics, and a potential reference people think to May Day, May 1st. It also could allude to what they've alluded to in several past songs, the Soul Fairy disaster, the distress signal was not performed properly during that incident, so May Day was thought to be the phrase they used in reference to that as well, not just May Day, International Workers' Day. The best song with B, Butterfly I was so close to picking, Black Swan I was so close to picking, but I have to say Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Maybe the video helped push me over the edge with that, bringing the audio to new heights, so maybe that's unfair, but I mean, that bridge, that high note, the drama, it's just such a good song. See? All the Cypher songs. They just go off. Yes, it's a cop-out answer because I'm picking all of them. Deal with it. D. DNA. I was tempted to pick D-Day because it really is a cool anthemic, both an opening track and kind of a closure for August D because he's now saying he believes the future will be okay. He sees the light at the end of the tunnel, at the end of the D-Day trilogy. It's a really special full circle song for August D. But I have to say DNA because the whistling, the way it pulls you in at the beginning, and then that sound effect pulls you back out at the end. It's a thrill, and it really helped introduce people to the group. Just special memories make it even better. Sorry, Dynamite's not one of their best. E, I'm gonna say Epiphany. I was so close to picking Euphoria, but Epiphany is just so beautiful. Translated live, too, it's extra beautiful. Just all those high notes, the ahs, you know what I'm talking about, and the piano, a masterpiece. F is for fake love. It was the perfect mood setter for the tear era to start. It had that ominous sense of something angsty happening. A dark corner was turned onto for that part of the story. The guitars in it are just 10 out of 10. I still want them to release a studio cut of the extended music video version with that longer pause in the middle of the song where you hear the water. Just saying. To me, it added to the suspense. G is for Give It To Me by August D. That really blew me away. Like, whoa, he really did turn into a new alter ego with this one. 
his villain origin story song, Sugar Was Nowhere to Be Seen. H, if I was biased in my answer, I would say Hope World, because that's an excellent title. But I'm going to say honestly, Home. It grew on people as it should. It's super feel good. I, I have to say I'm fine. I was really close to saying Idol or I Need You, but I'm fine is just the perfect turnaround because it uses the same instrumental a bit from Save Me. So they sample themselves kind of and they nod to that message, Save Me. But if you write it with a certain font, flip it upside down, it reads I'm fine. Really powerful statement visually and then auditorily with Save Me and then years later, I'm fine. Really just a cool emotional full circle moment. And that song really does feel so invigorating, like the dawn of a new day, a new pep in your step. J is for Just Dance. Really was good to say just one day, but J-Hope doing Just Dance Live really brought home for me just how much he's he injects this certain delivery and charisma into his performances that then make you listen to the songs in a new light. He just has the energy, the joy, it's contagious, it's palpable. That song is so perfect for him and just any playlist. K, I'm going to cheat a bit and say the Kinetic Manifesto version of On. That video with the drumline, the huge dance group, amazing. L, Light Crazy, Jimin Synth Pop Solo Jam. That's probably one of my favorites of 2023 so far. It's up there. Life Goes On is very meaningful, but it's a bit generic compared to some of their other stuff. Honestly, it's one of my, if you're ranking BTS eras, the B album, much lower than some. M is for Magic Shop. Beautiful, beautiful song with so much profound meaning we'll talk about later in this episode and have at length already because it is so touching. I did a whole episode about Into the Magic Shop, the book that inspired the song. But up there, I was very close to picking Mic Drop too because, I mean, especially the extended dance break version, that instrumental is 11 out of 10. N, No More Dream. It's their debut and how do you not love it? O, on the street, J-Hope with his idol, J. Cole. It is kind of simple compared to some of their other stuff. It's a lo-fi song, but it is extra meaningful because it was the send-off song before he went to enlist. The song also just has extra heft more than you thought because of the context of the years they've gone looking up to J. Cole. I mean, they released Born Singer, which is his song, Born Sinner, but redone. Plus J. Cole's verse is another great one from him. If you give him any assignment, he'll know what to say to rap to it perfectly. Their dynamic just proved to be really cool and chill. Even though he was fanboying behind the scenes, in the song they are just compatible. They sound like equals. P, I'm gonna say permission to dance just because I cannot choose between people and people part two. They're in conversation with each other. It feels wrong to pick one, so I'm just gonna skip and go to permission to dance, even though that one is a bit more generic. Q, I'm going to use the same cop-out as before. I'm just going to say the quantity and quality of their discography is tremendous. It's truly astounding to release not just so much content, but to have it all still be good, well-made, well-crafted stuff. R is one of my all-time favorite BTS songs, Run. Truly one of their most perfect songs. I think pretty objectively, songwriters, producers would say so. S I'm really torn between Spring Day and Spinebreaker, but I'm going to pick Spring Day. But Spring Day and Spinebreaker, really cool juxtaposition actually, not intentionally, but I always say BTS have two buckets of songs. In one bucket, songs of comfort. In one, songs of triumph. Amping you up, making you feel good, or just consoling you. 
And those kind of are epitomized in those two songs. Spring Day is a song of comfort. It's really beautiful, very sad in a way, though, about missing someone. Spinebreaker is a song of triumph in a way about don't tell me what to do kind of, you can't break me as much as you try. The two types of BTS songs epitomized, songs with beautiful lyrics about coping with loss or other related feelings, the other one biting social commentary. T is for tear. That song just not only just packs a punch, the angst is so authentic. I mean, it was made when they were really thinking we might disband soon. So the heavy meaning is translated effectively. And also I like the double meaning. They meant it to be pronounced tear and tear. And the symbolism associated with both words was meant to come up as you listen to the whole album. You, ugh, That back and forth, I don't know, it's perfect for a workout or boxing or something. There's something about it that's just perfect for releasing tension, and it's a good anti-cyberbullying critique. V is for vibe, Jimin and Taeyang, because I wasn't sure what else to pick, frankly, but it is a good song. It was a fun reintroduction to Taeyang after so long without his new music. W, I have to say we are bulletproof, The Eternal. Man, the Wings. Wings has been one of my personal favorites, more subjectively, just it's very personal how that song's helped me, and it's a great song to epitomize what BTS is all about. Perfect live, and I also really wanted to pick Whalian 52, because that was just such a clever way to think about talking about a whale as symbolic of this lonely creature singing it, making noise at 52 hertz, which is too high for anyone else to hear. X? I'm going to say again, the Fast X soundtrack, Fast and the Furious X, aka 10. Even though it was the only contender, so I guess it's also the worst. I really apologize if I'm forgetting something. I really want a studio version of Soli Jimin, though. Does not need these collaborators. Maybe Mooney Long can stay, but that's it. Why Yun Forever? My favorite part that just gets me emotional is when everyone sings together at the end. Like a chorus is singing Young Forever. If you hear that in a concert movie or in person or not a live crowd just in the song, it is so moving. And Z, Zero O'Clock. Really lovely and gentle with sweet lyrics about don't worry you can try again when the clock resets, tomorrow is a new day, the sun always rises again, all that sweet stuff. And Jungkook's voice really, really just shines in it. Same with Jimin. Alright, let me know your honest takes on my picks. Now, round three of the ABCs, we have to talk about accomplishments. Huge moments for the members career-wise. The big, big deal. Dots on the timeline. A is for American Hustle Life. To look back on that is quite bizarre. That was just such a weird, surreal experience to watch, let alone live through. Quite a big moment to remember. This was in the days when they had to practically beg people to come see their show, had to hand out flyers around LA, make it free. Now it is surreal to think about. And it was so funny because they looked just so cute and little but had to act all swaggy before they knew how to do that. What I do love is that we got some moments where they sang songs like Jungkook with With You by Chris Brown, so we could enjoy those good songs without streaming them. B, Billboard. They covered Billboard magazine, and the BBMAs were just so pivotal. Such a big moment for them. 12 BBMA wins and counting, by the way. Plus, they tied One Direction for most BBMA wins in the top group slash duo category. And that was a super meaningful award show for them because the BBMA's speech was dubbed a skit and put in one of their albums as a track. 
Plus, you know, I'm a longtime reader and supporter of Jeff Benjamin from Billboard, so a bit biased too for the brand. C. Charity. I also want to say C for Chicago just because that's where I've seen them, and I could actually because it was quite iconic that they performed here when it was ridiculously cold. It was like a summer show, but somehow there was a bizarre drop in temperature, so everyone came dressed for summer, and it was a freezing cold night. They came out at the end in hoodies. They looked super happy, but freezing. And RM said something to the effect of, We'll never forget this show. Well, it's special, right? It's our first winter show in Chicago in the summer. Sure enough, since then, in interviews and stuff, they have brought it up again. Like, oh, that freezing night in Chicago. So I was there, and I feel very special. I'm a part of BTS history. Plus, while they were here, RM's love of visual art really came to be when he visited the Art Institute of Chicago. As for C's for Charity, the giving spirit of ARMY truly incredible. Everything from donating to orphanages as a group, to tree planting initiatives, social media campaigns, mental health awareness campaigns, joining the UN, love yourself then speak yourself campaigns, tweeting hashtag BTS donor army after blood donations. BTS's $1 million donation to Black Lives Matter was matched by fans within 24 hours, so yeah, $2 million. Mexican fans formed unofficial bodyguard teams to block unruly fans or the fake fans from harassing them at the airport. After all sorts of climate catastrophes, people send money and supplies to where wherever our global family needs us. I could go on for hours. Besides just inspiring people, though, they themselves make tons of donations and speak out about so many causes, from anti-bullying to the environment which fans also share their input on. I mean, they started an online protest campaign against the proposed NFT project BTS's company was going to do. NFTs are so carbon intensive. D, documentaries. Giving us an inside look at every part of their journey, from the recent Suga and J-Hope solo ones, taking us inside the album making process, to the concert film slash talking to the camera documentaries. They've always let us in. E, Expo Bid. They were the main performers as part of Busan's bid to host 2030's World Expo. They were the main talent. That's how you win the bet. It was a big special October show before Jin had to enlist in the military. Speaking of freezing cold weather, Jin actually really wanted to enlist that summer because he despises cold weather, but he waited just to give ARMY a final send-off and stay loyal and fulfill obligations by doing this fall concert with the group. So then he enlisted right after. He didn't want to just up and leave. He did want to partake in one more show first. So for us, he agreed to deal with the cold to do this expo show. If you listened to my episode with Max Cho, shameless plug, you know that actually Jimin was working on his solo music a day or two before that expo, before he had to fly out for it. It was a big time for them. The expo bid was personally an offer extended by Busan's mayor, Park Hyun-jun. It was bigger than their normal show, and it was free. It drew in an audience of 52,000. F is for Festa, their yearly celebration, so many sweet surprises every year, from surprise song releases to live streams. The whole world is celebrating. June is BTS month. G, Grammys. They have yet to win SMH, but they've been nominated and performed this cool James Bond-inspired version of Butter that really helped remind me, wow, they can perform a song 10 million times and somehow still reinvent the performance, deliver something brand new every time.
They also were really short on time. Rehearsing, they really didn't have much time at all, which impresses me even more, how natural they are together and just at performing period. They don't view it as a total loss. Disappointment is natural, but they still celebrate the fact they were even nominated. I mean, in the Butter video, remember they each had a key date as their date on the mugshot they had, and RM's mugshot date he chose was the date of the Grammys. H is for headlining set, particularly J-Hope at Lollapalooza. That was incredible to see live, not in person, unfortunately, but he really amazed with just how he had blossomed into a, a solo performer, more confident in himself than ever. He really just, it was next level for him. I is for Island, the show that gave us an hyphen where BTS were special guests. J, Japan. In addition to massive concerts there and Japanese compilations and Japanese original songs, both topping the charts there, they also have some MTV VMAs Japan wins, a special award from the Japanese Society of the Right of Authors, Composers, and Publishers went to Dynamite. It won the Foreign Works Award, which goes to the foreign, relative to Japan, song that year that earned the highest royalties. In Japan's Golden Disc Award history, they became the foreign artist with the most single-year wins, winning 10 in one year at the 26th. Plus, they keep on getting platinum and diamond certifications in Japan. And they became the first foreign artist to top the Oricon year-end album chart since Michael Jackson did. That was nearly four decades ago. K is for KCAs, where they have more award wins than any band in history. And also, Baby BTS at KCON 2014. L, the Love Yourself campaign, a beautiful partnership with UNICEF as part of their End Violence initiative, which BTS and Big Hit Music pledged to donate over 500 million won to the cause. Within just the first two months of this campaign getting off the ground, it ended up raising over 106 million won which does not count the indirect donations, because a percent of the profits from Love Yourself Era merch and albums, those sales were going to this cause as well. I can link again to the report I've linked to before on my site that details the Love Yourself impact. It's a bigger report. It's called The State of the World's Children, and it recaps the amount raised as being above 3.6 million. I want to recap two quotes that just summarize both who BTS is and what this organization has done. The first quote is from BTS. We started Love Myself as a way to reach young people and help improve their lives and rights. During the process, we also strove to love myself ourselves, and we as a team and as individuals grew as well. We hope that many people felt how the love received from others can become the power that allows them to love themselves. We hope that the Love Myself message can continue to serve to invigorate everyone's lives. We will be honored if all seven of us can continue this campaign to return the amazing love that we have received and give people the strength to come closer to Love Myself. We hope to keep doing what we are doing and voice what we are voicing so we can help people find happiness and love, unquote. The other quote is from UNICEF Director Henrietta Four. quote, when it comes to promoting self-esteem and improved mental well-being, one of the most important things you can do is just to start the conversation. The groundbreaking way in which BTS has helped spark a positive message with its army is simply unmatched and incredibly invaluable. We are thankful for all the work the band has done to lead this important initiative and for all of their support for UNICEF in the last four years, unquote. Other 
L's stand for Lollapalooza, but I put that under H for headlining set. And Late Late Show, which they've done some pretty good segments on, from the Crosswalk Musical to the Hide and Seek to the the fruit game, the fruit throwing game that actually made me nervous for them, but they look cute doing it. M, the Mamas. That's where so much has happened. In 2020, their performance said fear, but then they changed it at a different 2020 award show to be a message about something along the lines of learning to cope with fear. So a cool full circle award season moment. Besides performances, though, I would say the most pivotal BTS history bullet point related to the Mamas is 2018. In that speech, they admitted they had been considering disbanding. They were so overworked and overwhelmed, but they stuck it out, and now we celebrate 10 years. And New York. From the Empire State Building to time with Jimmy Fallon, exploring the city, chatting on the subway, playing games on the show, feeling right at home, plus just performing here. Suga just performed at the UBS Arena, really cool venue, new to K-pop, but they've been doing a lot of great stuff with K-pop shows, celebrating with like a pre-party of sorts. We'll talk more about that in a future episode. They have a lot of good memories in New York, their historic SNL performance. New York's been good to them. O is for Outer Space. Denuri is the name of an uncrewed South Korean spacecraft that wanted to see if there was a way to transmit data into outer space. So to test if they could do it, they tried a song. And sure enough, they were able to send the signal and play Dynamite by BTS in space. This was actually after they wanted to see if a visual would be transmitted effectively. So yes, the Dynamite song and the video have appeared in outer space. Plus, outer space symbolism just is rampant if you're a fan from Jin's whole The Astronaut Era to the microcosmos, tiny universe concept, my universe with Coldplay, the visuals in the Serendipity video. They really like space and galaxy metaphors in lyrics, visuals, everything. P is for presidents. BTS have spoken at the UN General Assembly three times. And they were appointed by President Moon Jae-in as special presidential envoys for future generations and culture. There's a really interesting YouTube interview they gave with Moon Jae-in, the one alongside him at that UN conference. Really interesting look at kind of a miniature summary of how South Korea is led in environmental initiatives and just becoming a huge global powerhouse despite its relatively small size and it taking moving mountains to get there. It did not have the clout it used to on the world stage. It's a fascinating journey that you get a small introduction to the history of through that interview and their future plans. But anyway, so they really showed South Korea in a good light while just addressing youth everywhere. And people everywhere did certainly tune in because the UN live stream went from 980k in real time to under 50k, which they expected it to stay the whole time, but there was a big spike for BTS. They also then met with Moon Jae-in's wife the next day, the first lady. They spoke at the Met. They looked at some art. Again, New York has been full of good BTS-related moments. And in the U.S. too, they met with President Biden, and they got to be at the White House, say a few words at the podium. Now we no longer have to Photoshop President Namjoon into his rightful podium. We got the shot for that. It was delightful to see them there, and they were there to thank Biden and talk about the importance of campaigns to combat AAPI hate. Q 
You guessed it, I'm using the cop out again. Sheer quantity and quality of their work is amazing. R. Rolling Stone. Their cover series was just really in-depth and refreshing for how honest to let them be. Both in the U.S. and Rolling Stone India, that was a really good interview series too. Just letting them be themselves and open up about the true artists they are. Rolling Stone has really given them the, the platform they deserve to really talk like valued musicians. On par with industry peers, if not superior, as opposed to just, ooh, look at this new boy group, what's the fuss? They talked about them in a way that was refreshingly not credulous about that. They get the hype. In addition to the good cover stories, Map of the Soul 7 made it onto Rolling Stone's official list of the greatest concept albums of all time. I would argue even more BTS projects should have made the list, but I digress. They also made the list of most stylish musicians of the moment. And Jungkook made their list for best singers of all time. S is for Speeches. But since we already talked about that, let's go with us for style. They really have influenced fashion trends. They've personalized their merch options. They've shown off very specific individual street style, but also look fantastic on the red carpet coordinating. And they are just such fashion A-listers. From Jungkook's recent team-up with Calvin Klein to the whole group repping Louis Vuitton. On the runway too, walking in a show in Seoul. Then J-Hope became a house ambassador for Louis Vuitton, separately. Jimin for Tiffany and Company, the whole group in Gucci. The A-list brands love them. They also made a Squires list of the 40 best-dressed men. T's for TV shows, TV show appearances when it comes to like late-night programming, but also just their own shows like Run BTS. For you, I'm going to reiterate the UN General Assembly speech. We already talked about BTS's work with the UN before, but I do want to say one more thing I didn't yet. They had a beautiful speech they gave remotely in 2020, where they rephrased people our age as not this lost to COVID generation, but a welcome generation who could learn to rise above and say welcome to a new future, a new world on the other side of the tragedy. It was a really beautiful speech. I highly recommend you check it out. Full of interesting ways of staying hopeful, reframing your outlook during that bleak time. These four viral moments, of which they have many... I just checked today, so as of recording time, the most popular tweets of all time. The top 30, slots 30 to 18, belong to BTS, breaking their streak at 17, Macaulay Culkin's wanna feel old, I'm 40 tweet. Then they reclaim places on the list for numbers 14 through 11, three of which are Jungkook related. So in the list of 30 most liked tweets of all time, as of recording time, they have slots 30 to 18, 14, a Jungkook selfie, 13, a J-Hope shout-out to Harry Styles, 12, Jungkook singing a Lauv song, and 11, another Jungkook selfie. They were in the top 10, but all the Greta Thunberg sass won out, and I'm okay with that. They also, of course, have so many viral moments from Instagram and otherwise. And, you know, there are only four K-pop artists in history who have gotten Diamond Creator status from YouTube. That Diamond Creator Award only goes to people with a certain amount of subscribers. It's Blackpink, Big Bang, Twice, and BTS. That's it, as of recording time. W is for wins slash world records. 
We did talk about some of these already, but they've won a million more titles. Everything from music show wins to winning most music show wins in K-pop's history, 160 now, most viewed artist in YouTube's history, they were Times 2020 Entertainer of the Year pick, the Music Innovator Award from the Wall Street Journal went to them in 2020. They became the first artist to ever have 10 different albums, each surpass 2 billion Spotify streams. The Permission to Dance on Stage live viewing became the top-grossing live cinema event in North American history, earning $6.9 million. I mean, like I said, could be here all day. X, I'm going to say Xbox again, for the customized controller marketing for the Bad Decision single with Snoop Dogg and Benny Blanco. Don't forget about that song. Y, YouTube, historic feats there. Z is for, I'm going to say zero o'clock again. That video really was a cool moment because it kind of ended an era when they released it. And it was a cute reminder they'll always be here with the tiny tan character themed Pixar-esque animated video for it. A really sweet adventure, a mini short film of a video. It was really touching. Last round of the ABCs. We'll go faster because I will do a complimentary write-up on my Substack about it. But I do want to share the ABCs of references because they've referenced a bunch of pop culture, music, movies, shows, etc. in their own work. And these references I just really love for putting me down this series of research rabbit holes. I've gained such an appreciation for literature and art and so much that I never thought about before BTS steered me in those directions. So I do want to take a moment to explain some other diverse references because I think it's so cool how they have cultivated a love and passion for other art with their own art. A is for Anpan Man, a lovable cartoon character whose whole thing is just helping other people. Like his superpower is helping others. He's adorable. It became a Japanese anime after a book series and ended up with over 1,320 episodes. B is for Black Swan. I did a whole episode about that movie, connections to the concept, and the way they talk about Swan Lake symbolism, feeling like it's you die twice, once is more painfully when your passion dies out in one literal, really powerful, and so is the dance routine that goes with it. C. Carl Yoon, a psychoanalyst who we've talked about in the past, also on the Billy-dedicated episodes of the show about the girl group Billy. Really interesting way of talking about the human condition in the human soul, hence the Map of the Soul era title. D. Dorian Gray, referenced in the Singularity solo video. Long story short, in that story, an obsession with your appearance leads to your demise. It's kind of a metaphorical story about being obsessed with anything, being absorbed in yourself, as well as just raising questions about what the self really means, how you can have a Jekyll and Hyde in you, intense internal conflicts, desperation to present a certain outward self that's way different from the inner self, running away from one over the other, how people commit sins in a detached way, how people separate parts of themselves, what it means when they do that at a very deep level, psychologically, symbolically, social constructs of beauty, all that stuff is interrogated in that story, making it a super meaningful reference. E. Eric Frum. He wrote The Art of Loving, a really beautiful book we talked about in a past episode of the show that was reading they recommended we take on after announcing the Map of the Soul Persona era was upon us. F. Folklore. 
and things that date back to the Josen dynasty. This really ties in with their Seven Fates Chaka webtoon. I also thought The Fall of the Rebel Angel was a powerful piece of art to learn about after seeing it in the Blood, Sweat, and Tears video. It's what Jin stops to stare at. It's this oil painting about depictions of good versus evil, moral versus immoral. Yeah, those themes are very interesting to them. G, Greek mythology. Not just with the story of Icarus, although that was definitely part of the Blood, Sweat, and Tears video symbolism with the dark wings, but also in the past, black wings like in Black Swan are also kind of a throwback to that character who flew too close to the sun. They've also referenced the Greek myth of Pandora's box and what that represents. J-Hope has solo. I also suspect Pleiades has affected their storytelling, a reference to this constellation with seven key points. I just have a feeling that was indirectly roped in there at some point. Plus Dionysus, the Greek god of wine. He represents longevity, strength, resistance to injury. That's a big one. H. Higum. I learned what that was, thanks to August D. It's a Korean word referring to liberation. It's also a traditional instrument, and he used that dual meaning in the song. He said honestly he thought more about it as an instrument than a deep statement about liberation, but that's how people have interpreted it, which is pretty cool, and that's what the whole album is all about. A paradigm shift with you in control. Indirectly, though, their Haruki Murakami connections and recommendations have been so cool. I never ever thought I would pick up one of those books because I'm not a fiction reader, but Haruki Murakami's work really is profound. It's bizarre, but profound. I talked about quite a bit of it in an episode with his name in the title of the show. I believe it's BT Study Guides number 7. I, Icarus, J, James R. Doty. He wrote Into the Magic Shop, which I did a whole episode about. Really powerful way of talking about conceptualizing the anxious mind and how to create a mental escape from that state of stress. K. Kim Wangi, who drew tons of inspiration from nature, and he made incredibly detailed dot paintings that just blow my mind in the patience required to make them. And he really just had an appreciation for the natural beauty of the Korean countryside. He's one of many artists RM is shouted out and referenced and expressed admiration for. L, I'm going to cheat and say two, Louder Than Bombs and The Little Prince. The Little Prince was an inspiration for the visuals of the Serendipity video. That story I talked about in the episode called Tell Me Your Every Story. Louder Than Bombs is a movie that inspired their song of the same name. A really, really powerful, sad meditation on loss and memory. Really powerful stuff. That episode about that movie is called BT Study Guide number 6. M. Microcosmos, which I learned, refers to like a tiny, little contained universe of our own making, which made it the perfect concert conclusion. Oh, I missed that. Lovely purple-lit cocoons of joy and warmth with the fandom, enjoying the fireworks at the end of BTS shows. What a beautiful song. And it had extra special meaning brought to life in a new way, with being the title for 2021's Muster Show, aka Sowuzu. N. No Man's Land. This is an art installation by Christian Boltanski we talked about in the past on the show, maybe in the RM's Art Rex episode. 
it is basically a giant pile of clothes, but the way the crane moves the clothes and associates the clothes with memories or not, rumples them or not, there's a ton of symbolism there. So artwork-wise, ugly but meaningful. And that display, that big installation, they recreate basically in the Spring Day video while contemplating about the nature of getting older and holding on to tokens of the past. Oh, Ophelia alluded to in the Singularity video related to the story of Hamlet. We talked about this quite a bit before, maybe even in in an hyphen episode. You could also say The Owl Service by Alan Gardner, a short story that is quite weird but very thought-provoking, which is in BT Study Guide, I believe, number five. P. Pied Piper. I honestly don't know if I'd ever fully read that story until I decided to after they released a song called that where they sing about entrancing people with their music, like it's hypnotic. It was very fun and unexpected. Man, that story is bizarre, though. Luring a bunch of rats to their death by playing your pipe as they follow you and then fall in the river. That's just a very short, partial version of what happens. Q, I'm going to take the same cop out again and say it's just quantity and quality of the references they make. Really astounding. R, Relativity by M.C. Escher. This lithograph print, they seem to allude to indirectly in the spring day one with the staircases. A lot of K-pop artists do this. ATs have done it as well. They have seemed to nod to relativity, a work of art I talked about in the episode K-pop Times Artwork, which is showing staircases in all different directions, at impossible angles and stuff. You never know who's coming or going. The perspective changes everything. So who's going up or down? who's going sideways against the wall, what's the floor versus the ceiling. It's meant to be confusing in its perspective. S is for Anish Kapoor's work of art, Savyam, S-V-A-Y-A-M-B-H. It means self-creation in Sanskrit. It's a fascinating work of art we've talked about before, a sculpture made of this red wax, and it's kind of meant to be mobile, so you move through a room and look at the what happened when the wax came out of the cannon and left a mess. Then there's a gallery of rooms to roam and contemplate the fact the art is actually also the disruption as you walk. Like, it's in your way, but also it is what you're trying to see. That was directly recreated for the shadow video. Tease for Tony Montana, the August Son, that got me looking into the history of Scarface. Never thought I would go down that research rabbit hole. But also the Today series, aka Date Paintings, from a surrealist painter RM has cited as a favorite, Own Kawara. These series are monochrome and taken pieces from the newspaper. It's been decades in the works, where he just compiles this day in history type visuals. But there's a catch, because this project he destroys if time is up. So when the clock strikes midnight, if that day's assignment, that day's artwork was incomplete, he destroys it. Clock resets, new project time. It's just an interesting way to really bring to life the art imitates life and vice versa phrase. Like his life is literally based on his art and vice versa. It also really leads people to think about the nature of memory and how different events get smushed together that maybe didn't actually happen that way for real, how time can feel more elusive, more slippery than you thought. Really just interesting to learn about this artist and how he makes the most real surreal, like the news. You, Ursula Le Guin. 
a sci-fi writer, again, I would not have picked up a book from if it weren't for BTS because I do not read sci-fi or fantasy or any of that. But this fiction is really interesting. Her mind is just interesting too, even if you just read like an interview. And she had the story, The One Who Walks Away From Omalas, which they reference again and again in their videos. And I talked about it in, I believe, BT Study Guide number two. Really moving short story that gave me so much to think about. V, The Venus de Milo. This interesting work referenced in the Blood, Sweat, and Tears video is just fascinating historically. I talked about it in the K-Pop Times artwork episode. It's on display in Paris. It basically was a PR campaign by France. Like, it's so well known because of the actual real intense intentional push, promo-wise, to show off the culture of France. But at first, it was thought to have just been discovered on accident by a peasant. It has quite an interesting history. Plus, France had to return the statue to Italy after Napoleon looted it, so the art world was full of tea back then. W. Webtoons. Seven Fates Chaco, like I said before, taught me a bit about the Josen era and folk tales of the past. The symbolic ways you could look at whales was also something I did not read into before BTS. X. This is the one I'm just going to pass on. I haven't done a pass on any letter this whole episode. I've done a repeat, sure, but no pass, so I'll give myself this one. Y. You Are the Weather and other art from Ronnie Horn. An artist that RM has referenced many times, she has a very interesting, eclectic way of describing the world around her and trying to make the viewer an interactive participant in the actual finished artwork. Just really, really one-of-a-kind mind. Really enjoyed researching her work for the RM's favorite art episode. Anzi Zawuki, another artist I had not known about before RM's recommendation, he was commissioned to do this giant ceramic panel for this underground station in the 90s. He taught mural painting. The Ministry of Culture gave him a French honor. He then later traveled with the French president to China. He was elected to the French Academy of Fine Arts. He made watercolors. His work is in over 150 collections across 20 countries. He really, really was prolific. That's my recap. I may have to do a second episode just of the outtakes because boy did I agonize over which to pick for every round of this ABCs. And so much to revisit. That's the good news as they take a group hiatus. All these videos and art and books and movies. I mean, we have a lot to catch up on reference-wise while the new content stalls. So let's take advantage and immerse ourselves in this stuff. All right, wow, congrats BTS on 10 years. I've been so happy to follow the journey. I hope you all have too. Feel free to share any ABCs of your own in the comments or just on socials or whatever. Love to hear your feedback. Thank you all for tuning in today. Happy Festa. And I will talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody.